0: Right. Proverbs chapter twenty-one and notice verse thirteen. It says, Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. And that is a scary verse right there, because in America even though we live in America, we hear the cries of the poor a lot, don't we? I mean, there's always somebody out crying for money, right? There's always somebody out there begging, asking for something, wanting a handout. And, you know, when we've all been there before where you see that very able-bodied looking individual standing next to that store that has a help wanted sign that's out there, you know, begging for something. And, you know, and we typically, you know, get out of here, hippie, you know, or, you know, we, we don't usually pay a whole lot of attention to them. But at the same time, we see verses like this in the Bible. And, and I you know, I've asked myself this before. Hey, am I stopping my ears at the cry of the poor? you know, because I don't want to do that. I don't want to be crying out myself one of these days and not be heard. I want to be merciful. I want to be, you know, generous. I want to do for others what I want done for me. And uh, this message I'm going to preach is going to be a two-part message. And um, next week, I'm going to talk a little more specifically about the poor that we should help. But uh here's the thing you know knowing when to help and when not to help it can it can be very difficult okay and i and so next week we're going to talk more about how to help the poor but this week i'm kind of preaching you know at the poor because one thing that we see in the bible is that a lot of times poverty and being poor is a bad thing but not all the time it's not always a bad thing it's not always a sin and the thing is, though, we do see we are supposed to be a help to the poor, but there, you you can never say that if somebody's poor that that just automatically means they're in sin because the Bible says Jesus, who was rich, became poor for us. So we know Jesus didn't have any character flaws. We know Jesus didn't have any problems. Yet Jesus Christ was poor, and there is there's legitimate poor. You know, for example, you have some people that just fall on hard times. You know, maybe they get sick, maybe they're disabled. If you're disabled, if you're crippled. You're not going to be able to go out and do a lot of things that people do to make money. If you're uh, somebody, you know, especially historically, if they were a widow or if they uh, they were a child and they were fatherless and didn't have any parents, I mean, it was going to be really, really hard for you to make it. So there's poor that some people just find themselves in that situation. Maybe something catastrophic happens and they lose everything. You know, we ought to be there for people like that. When we see people that are struggling and that are in some tough situation And they need some kind of help we ought to be ready to give a helping hand to those people but there are some people that are poor for a reason and you know we i want to talk about them a little bit today but we also need to understand too though that term poor it is kind of a relative term because you know can we really consider somebody poor who lives in an air-conditioned house and is you know morbidly obese as poor I mean, you know, usually they used to think of people that were poor as people that were hungry. You know, they didn't have enough to survive. But, you know, poor people today in America, they typically have more food than they need. You know, they're poor because they don't have as good of a cable package, you know, as the rich guy down the road. You know, they don't have multiple cars, you know, and so to listen to, and we were talking about this yesterday, Americans talking about how poor they are is pretty revolting. I think if we, if most other countries, to listen to Americans complain about being poor is probably disgusting to them. And I think if you look at most of history, listening to Americans talk about being poor, it would be they would be very disgusted with us hearing us talk about being poor when you consider all the things that we have. So um, understand when we're the poor that we often talk about in America today do not resemble the poor that we're seeing in the Bible. So let, let's keep that in mind. Let's understand that. So, you know, there is a difference between someone who works hard from sun up till sun down, but they still have to live in the slums. You know, you got people in China that are working in these sweatshops and things and they barely get paid anything. Uh, and they're poor. You know, these are the type of people that I'd lo- you know, you'd love to be able to help. Because and actually, you wouldn't love to help them because we all complain when all the prices of our stuff goes up, you know, and i I, I knew a guy one time he used to whenever people would talk about those sweatshops and everything like that, he, you know he would always just say, "Hey, you know what? the way I look at it when I'm buying this cheap stuff from China, I'm helping these people out because if we didn't buy their stuff, they just wouldn't have any job. <laughs> you know they wouldn't have any work to do, and you know that's true because they're not going to take care of them over in those countries." But, you know, I, 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 you know, I kind of get what people are saying when they complain about that. You know, it's not really right, but you could say there's a good poor and there's a bad poor. You know, there's an, there's an innocent poor that's out there, but some of it is legitimate. And I want to talk about that because before we start talking about helping the poor, I know what everybody's excuses are. So I want you to see though that, you know, I understand these things. The Bible understands these things. And there are people out there that, you know, we, des- we probably don't want to help, at least as far as just giving them what they're asking for. You give some people what they're asking for, that's just going to provide an opportunity for them to go buy more drugs. And you're not helping them. When you, when you There's some people, you hand them cash, you're not helping them out, you're making them worse. And so we need to use a little bit of wisdom, but one of the definitions of poor is destitution of property. Uh, indigence of, one uh, of convenient means of substance. Uh, the consequence of poverty is dependence. And then it has the Bible verses in the Webster's 1828. The drunkard and glutton shall come to poverty. Boy, have we ever seen that in America before? That, that's a very common thing. And so, who are the poor, specifically from the book of Proverbs? Alright, look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 1, because this is important stuff, too. Everything I'm going to talk about today is important stuff that you need to make sure you instill some of these things in your kids to make sure they don't end up this way. You need to make sure that they understand these things, that they that they don't go this direction because most poverty that people find themselves in is poverty that anybody with wisdom, they saw that coming a long time ago. And if you see certain character traits like this in your kids, and trust me, you will. You will see some of these traits in your kids. You need to work this out of them. You need to train this out of them. We've all had to do this with all of our kids. You know, I'm thankful, you know, my boys, they're hardworking and, you know, are doing a good job. I don't think they're going to come to poverty, but you know what? If I would have just left them to themselves, I, I guarantee you they would. have. I, I guarantee you it, it would have happened. This was something that we had to specifically work on because it is, it's just pretty natural to be lazy and pathetic. It really is. And so look what it says in Proverbs 1, verse 10. It says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause, let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit, we shall find all precious substance, we shall fill our houses with spoil. This reminds me of... Our country sometimes is always wanting to invade other countries and steal their oil and and just get all these things. And listen, if we go and we invade enough countries, we, you know, take over enough countries, you know, we can fill ourselves with flow. We can be that rich, prosperous country, right? I mean, isn't that what we've got to do? And isn't that why we're always fighting these other countries and always messing with the people in the Middle East? You know, and people are for it because a lot of times it helps our pocketbook. And listen, gas prices are going up again. It's only a matter of time, and we're going to be bombing some of these other countries, and we already kind of are, you know, so we can go over there and get more oil, and then we'll all be fine with it in America because it'll make things easier for us. But is that right? Do we need to be messing with these people in other countries? No. But what entices people into doing it? They see benefit for themselves. They see financial gain for themselves. And then look what it says, Cast in thy lot among us, let us all have one purse. You know what this reminds me of? Communism. That's what that reminds me of. It says, My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet run to evil, and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. of. You want to know why abortion is pushed in the country? Because it's better for us in some ways financially. If somebody's struggling and they're in poverty and they're on welfare, it'd save the government a lot of money if that woman would just kill her baby. But is that the right thing to do? No, that's a horrible thing to do. You want to know why they're wanting to euthanize elderly people in a lot of other countries? Because it's expensive, taking care of them and keeping alive. You know, it would be better for us financially if we killed more babies and we killed more elderly people. But are we going to do that? No. Should we be for that? Absolutely not. That's absolutely wicked. But you know what makes people want to do that? Gain. You know, you can get your inheritance faster. You know, if mom and dad would die a little bit quicker. You know how many people are just waiting for family members to just hurry up and die? so they can get their inheritance. You notice how wicked that is? That is a wicked, messed up attitude. What's wrong? They're greedy of gain. They're just wanting, and, and when it says, you know, cast in thy lot among us, let us all have one purse. Let me tell you something. If you make yourself dependent on wicked people for survival, you will come to poverty. And you know what? We've got a generation today that is rising up that is saying, we want the government to take care of us. We've got these Ocasio-Cortez types that are wanting like guaranteed income for everybody in our country. Folks, that is absolutely nuts. That is not sustainable. You know what happens when we do things like that? We encourage everyone to be lazy. One of the things that terrifies me the most about all these stupid stimulus checks, uh, all this bonus unemployment money they're giving out. I saw they just expanded that with this new COVID bill. They're giving out more on unemployment. And folks, listen, I've got the most to gain from this next, you know, Biden bucks they're about to give out $1,400 a person and per kid. Okay? I mean, good night. And, you know, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. But here's what scares me about this so much is now, you know how many what uh, there's going to be a large percentage of our country the next time there's talk about another election year virus everybody's going to be cheering it on man last time we had one of these things i got off work for months and i had more money than i ever had before and people are going to be cheering it on we should be saying after the mess that has come from this Covid's junk and all the government intervention we should be saying never again is what we should be saying that should be the motto of our country never ever again but you know what we've got a huge percent of our country is going to be saying bring it on i can't wait till the next one because they are they've made themselves dependent on a wicked government folks we don't want to be dependent on wicked people when we do that it's going to ruin us and let me tell you, there's never been a successful communist country. Socialism, communism, it kills every country. It makes everyone poor. Everyone ends up suffering as a result of this. But you know what? Wicked, lazy people, they don't want to be responsible for themselves. They don't want to be independent. They don't want that responsibility. They want to just join in with everyone else and let other people take care of me. And they're fine with the fact that they're being lazy. You know how many people, they were fine with the fact that during the lockdown, they're sitting at home doing nothing while a lot of people had to keep going out and working. And because of just the news media and television, some of these people even felt like heroes sitting around in their PJs all day, wearing their masks in their house, being (laughs) obedient to the government and getting paid more than they were when they were working. And, you know, there was other people out there, they were working because they had to, their job was essential or whatever. But, you know, there were some people too, that just didn't feel right sitting around getting paid for doing nothing. There's some people out there that have character that don't like the the idea of that. But let me tell you something. These people that are out there that cheer on this kind of junk, they're going to be starving one of these days. They're going to, when we've just completely bankrupted this country and when the monetary system has just collapsed and it's a mess, those type of people, they're going to be the first ones to starve to death. They're going to be the first ones to go. They'll be the first ones dead when everything goes south. They'll be the first ones. And just understand, if that's going to be your attitude, I want, I'm want i going to depend on other people. I want other people taking care of me. I want this communist, let's all have one purse mentality and attitude. Just mark it down. You're going to be poor. You're going to be in poverty and you beg for it. You ask for it. That is not the kind of attitude we should all strive for financial independence, and those who we depend on might not always be around. One of these days, everybody's going to figure out that the money in America is worthless, that there's nothing backing it except for military power. You know, and and that might not that might not always work. These things aren't always going to be around, and so we should keep that in mind and say, you know what, I don't want to be that way. Okay, and listen, if I end up getting a great big Biden bucks check. I'll take it, but I don't want to be dependent on that. I'm not just going to be lazy. I'm like, well, you know, I don't need to worry about making any extra money. I'm not just going to go running up my credit card right now. I'm not going to go do these things. But that's why a lot of people, and a lot of people too, they could have been working and weren't because of all these handouts. I mean. You know, at the distribution center, there's a lot of people taking all these COVID leaves and things, even though they weren't really sick, just because they could. Just because, and just, uh, that, that kind of stuff, it just, it just absolutely sickens me. And what sickens me more than anything about this last year and all the government intervention is I don't think we've learned our lesson. I think our, our government has done such a good job of just manipulating people. I think people are so brainwashed by our news media. That everybody is going to be looking forward to the next pandemic. That's just how pathetic our country is. And it absolutely makes me sick. And don't get me going on that, but pro- turn over to Proverbs chapter three. So if you, if you're dependent on others, especially if on wicked people for support, you're going to come to poverty. You're going to be poor and you deserve it. But also in Proverbs three verse 13, It says, happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days are in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her and happy is everyone that retaineth her wisdom is what gives you all the things that people are trying to buy and purchase with money and that that wisdom that knowledge that understanding when you get these things there are great value and let me tell you those who just decide to choose to be ignorant will always be poor. They will always come to poverty. And we have many people today that just, they refuse to learn. They refuse to educate themselves. Folks, we live in the age of the internet. Information is there. If you want to know something, if you want to learn something, the information is there. There is no excuse for you to be ignorant, except you're just lazy. And people who just re- reject wisdom, that want to say no to these things, they're asking for it. Well, us I'm sorry, I can't feel sorry for you when you're complaining about your financial situation and I see you in the gas station buying lottery tickets. I don't feel sorry for you. I don't feel sorry for, I want to help the poor. But when I see people's card not being approved when they're trying to pay for their groceries and I see them buying beer, I don't feel like, I'm I'm not helping them pay for that. I'm not helping them buy somebody's beer. I'm not doing that. We've all seen the people. We've been there in the grocery store where they're using their link cards and things to buy all this food and then they pay cash for all their beer and cigarettes and all their other junk that they're buying. There is, listen, there's a reason you're in that situation and I can see it just with what you're purchasing. You refuse to have wisdom. You refuse to learn. You're going and you're buying a dream of winning the lottery. You're not gonna win it. I saw all those happy racially diverse people in the commercial who won the lottery yeah isn't that a coincidence you know they all just happen to be racially diverse all these winners that are on there you know when you consider the odds of winning in the first place and then when you consider the percentages you know of whites the blacks the latinos and all that but yet it's just this perfectly diverse group just like we see in every movie you know what i think it's fake i don't think it's real but yet you are going to go and just waste that money purchasing a dream and then you wonder why you're poor you wonder why you struggle you need to teach your kids stay away from that stuff i don't want to be judgmental there's listen there's some things we should judge you should point that out when your kids see that you know what that's why they weren't able to pay for their own groceries they're buying all that beer and stuff. That beer, it makes you dumb. It makes you lazy. Good for there's, It does nothing good for you. There is no benefit, and you have to spend all that money. They're buying lottery tickets. You know what you do after you? Listen, when you see these people out there purchasing their beer and their cigarettes and their magazines and their lottery tickets, you know what you want to do? You, take, you, you have your kids go with you, and you follow them out to their car, and look at the piece of junk that they're driving in. You know, and then you know what you do? You follow them home. Don't really do this, but you could follow them home and see the house that they live in. And then go look and see how trash their yard is. Watch how they don't take care of anything that they have in that house. You're stereotyping. You better believe I'm stereotyping. And you know what? I'm right. I'm right. And you know what? Then you go take, you go follow them into the house. And then you go see the woman that this guy's with and let me tell you she's hideous and you know she didn't always look that way but the same punk who didn't have the character to say no to a physical relationship with his girlfriend in high school okay he that that guy wouldn't do that he he went did what he felt like doing with her when they were teenagers they got pregnant and all these things happened. you know the chain reaction. So you go back in time, listen, you can you look at these people, we know their history. We know how they got there. Solomon talks about this type of thing, and he points these things out. You can just see it all over them. Tell your kids, this is how you get to this place. This is what happens. Yes, you're a normal teenager. You feel like doing what all these other teenagers do, but let's go into the future. Let's go into the future, and let's look and see where this leads. This leads nowhere. And let me tell you something. You know, my, my boys, they're at that age, too, where in many ways life kind of stinks because, you know, they're young, uh, you know, they're not married yet, and yet they're just working hard. They're, You know, they, they work hard, and, you know, it's it's not a fun period of time in many ways. You know, they could be having doing what other teenagers are doing, and they could just, you know, have some, you know, part-time jobs so they can tell people they have a job. And then they could go find some girl out there who looks good right now and they could do what young people are doing. But you know what? Here's, I know where they're going to end up and we're, you know, and we can see where they end up. We, we all know what it looks like. It's what I'm describing. I don't want that for my kids. You got to do things the hard way sometimes to get the things that are really good in life. And we've got to prepare them for that. But you know what? People today, they're saying no to wisdom. They're rejecting wisdom. They're not going to listen to that. And you know what? When they do, poverty comes. We don't want to remain ignorant. Proverbs 13 and verse 18 says, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. Every young person ought to be thankful when you know somebody says to them, you know, you shouldn't do that type of thing. You shouldn't be lazy. Don't do that stuff. They should be thankful, but, you know, a lot of people, they just refuse to listen. Oh, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go do it. And you know what? Poverty and shame comes as a result. Listen, it's not a proud moment, you know, when you are. When you are that teenage guy, you're just, you're not married, and, you know, you find out your girlfriend's pregnant. I know our society today, we try to act like we're happy and, you know, oh, congratulations I don't. If, if, you know, you get pregnant out of wedlock, I'm sorry, I'm not congratulating you. Oh, well, you're a jerk! I I'm not honoring fornication. I'm not going to celebrate your sin. I feel bad for your child. Now, if I hope you get your life together, I hope you repent of that sin. I hope you you know do the right thing. You know, get married and start doing. But you know, we're not going to have a big celebration for you. Okay, all these ladies here that we have these baby showers for, who they get married and then get pregnant. And we celebrate every one of those children. If you, as a single person, you go and get pregnant, we're not doing that for you. Oh, you know, every baby's life is equal. I get, I get that. Your baby's life is equal. But you know what? It's not really for the baby. It's for the mom. And we're not going to celebrate your sin. We're not going to send a message that that's okay to the other young girls in our church. And let me just say that right now in case that comes up. And I hope it doesn't ever come up. But it might, but we're not going to do that. It's, it's just, it's not right. You know what we're going to do? We're going to pray for them and we're going to hope that you get some wisdom because if you don't, if you continue on this path you're on, that child is going to have a horrible life. And, and we do care about that child and we want to see you get your act together so they can, that child can have a chance of living a decent life. But some people, they just never want to learn and you are if you're ignorant if you're uneducated in america it's because you want to be turn over to proverbs chapter three so those who have made themselves dependent on others they're going to they're going to be poor those who remain ignorant and just refuse wisdom they're going to remain poor and then also those who don't pay their debts look what it says in proverbs 3 verse 27 says withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is the power of thine hand to do it Say not to thy neighbor, "Go, thy go and come again, and tomorrow I will give." When thou hast it by thee, devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth surely, securely by thee. When we owe somebody something, we ought to pay him back. And I'm not saying that you're a horrible person if you have like some kind of debt or a loan or something out there. You know, there there's there's debt that's you know done right where you're pay, making your payments on time, but then there's debt where like. You owe me money, like, right now. You know, it's one thing if you've made an agreement, you know, I'll pay you back this much at this time. As long as you're honoring that agreement, yes, technically you're in debt, but at the same time, too, you don't necessarily, like, owe them all this money right now. And so if you have somebody that, so I guess one way you could look at it is, like, when you're just behind on these things, when you're defaulting on the agreement. When you're not you know, following through on what you said you're going to do, that is a very wicked thing. So I didn't mean for that to happen. Well, that's why you got to be careful about going into debt in the first place. You better make sure. I don't believe it's a sin to go into debt, but I do believe it's a dangerous thing. I think it's something we need to be very careful with. And when you don't pay, when you get behind, you're going to be in trouble. Proverbs 22, seven says the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. And, you know, we we all don't like to admit this, but most of us today, we are slaves to a bunch of Jews. There's no no doubt about that. So indebtedness, it robs you of your freedom and it forces you to do more work. You got to do more work. A lot of that work you're doing, it's paying interest to whoever it was that gave you that loan. You know, and something we need to understand about debt, you know, you got to remember, because we do see uh, verses in the Bible about borrowing and how you know, it was good, how they were supposed to lend to their neighbor and things. You know, it's not a sin to be in debt, but borrowing is something that used to be done when you fell on hard times. Bar- you know, what, that was one of the reasons God was always telling them to, you know, borrow and to lend to their brother because, you know, you know, let's just say, you know, you did, you had that crop failure, you know, you had some kind of disaster that came through if somebody didn't help you, you would starve to death, and so you might need to go in debt and hopefully you had a brother that was able to give you a loan and uh that you so you could survive, but then pay that back today, we go in debt just because I want that t v today instead of twelve months from now, you know, and it's twelve months same as cash you know right and you know those you know, that's probably not. And, and listen, I'm not going to act like I've never done anything like that before, okay? And and the problem is debt has gotten so easy in this country that it's kind of become the way of life. We don't do loans today because we fell on hard times. It's just that's the way to do it because the people running our finances, and th- that's the way they've structured things. And so house prices, car prices, all the things that we all finance those are way higher than they should be. And it's because of the fact that it is just a way of life for us all to borrow the money. If like just everybody in this country tomorrow, we quit borrowing. Okay, And I know this would never happen, but theoretically, if we all just quit borrowing, you know how much home prices would go down and car prices would go down? They would plummet big time. But we've just kind of accepted this way of life. And, and, and so we got to understand that uh, when the Bible talks about borrowing, it was, it was, it was, it was a little different back then, and we've kind of created a mess in this country, and it's gonna bite us one of these days, and it has already, in many ways, in the past, like when we had that housing crisis several years ago, where people were just, they were way too in debt on their houses, and they had that housing bubble that burst, and we all remembered all the trouble that came from that, and we all know what the solution was too, government intervention. And they just made everything worse. You know, they they made everything worse just like they always do. And that's another thing. I I, I get sidetracked on a lot of stuff talking about this subject. I don't want to do that, especially politically. But um, so anyway, you know, said our culture financially is one that is designed for you to be in debt. You're a weirdo today if you don't have some kind of debt. I mean, you 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 almost can't even function today without a credit card. You know, we've got old timers that are out there that you know they still want to just write checks. You know, we all get behind that. You know, old lady that's always wanting to write checks for groceries in Walmart. We all hate that. It's like use a debit card, you know. But some of them are from they're from the mentality where a debit card is a credit card, and you know they don't use credit. And you know, we said it's we've got a lot of problems, you know, with the way we do things financially in our country. But anyway, another uh, reason or another way you're always going to be poor or if you're lazy it, laziness will will make you poor i my my kids i've given my i have preached some epic sermons given some epic speeches to my kids over the years when they're lazy i mean my kids can probably tell you man, i do i get you think i preach hard at church i preach harder to my kids and i i have i've given my kids the scariest scare speeches i can probably possibly think of i don't have any of them prepared right now but if I was really mad right now, I could do it when I would just get mad at them for being lazy. And I would, I would tell them about all the horrible things that are going to happen to them if they're lazy. And I, I used to tell that to the kids at the Christian school and I teach there, I would tell them all the horrible things that are going to happen. If you're going to keep being lazy like this, you know what? You're not going to be able to get a job. Your wife's going to get mad at you because you lost your job. Cause you were pathetic and lazy and quit. She's going to hate you for it. And she's going to leave you and divorce you. And she's going to take the kids. And then you're going to have to pay alimony to her. And now you're working even harder. Now you're paying, taking care of two houses. I would just tell them all these horrible things that were going to happen. But folks, it's true. It's true. That's what happens when you're, when you're this way. Everybody just acts like, you know, divorce and families fall apart. It just happens. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it's the way it is if you're lazy. It's the way it is if you don't have any character. Proverbs six six we all know this passage. Go to the ant, thou sluggard! Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou rise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. He you said, "You're going to be poor as a result of this. You're going to be begging." Uh, one of these days, because of the fact that you were just lazy, but you know, that's a problem with a lot of people today. The reason they're falling on hard times, it wasn't circumstances. It wasn't bad luck. It was, they were lazy, just lazy. And we've worked, I've worked with these people who they see the attendance policy at work and they're always right on the edge. They miss just as many days as they can to keep from getting fired. It's like, you're, you're not getting paid. For these days and you're just you're just saying no to all this money that you could have been making but they they would rather sit at home play video games all day than work and actually make money I just I, I think that's I think that's ridiculous Proverbs 10:26 says as vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes so is the sluggard to them that send him okay smoke to the eyes it's a nuisance it's annoying it, it bothers you. And you know, when you have a sluggard, a lazy person do a job, it's a nightmare. And let me tell you, I've worked with some sluggards and it's, it's not a good thing. It's not pleasant. And you know why a lot of people can't keep a job? It's not because they didn't have enough employee rights. You realize how hard it is to fire somebody today in most places? Most places, it is so hard to fire people. And yet you have these people, they can't show up for work. They don't do their job right. And then they act shocked when they get fired. You know, it's it, it's absolutely ridiculous. But no, you're getting fired because you are a sluggard. I, I've, talk, I've talked to people before. I talked to somebody not that long ago that was just talking about how they, you know, struggling keeping a job. And I just, I just flat out told them, I said, listen, if you make yourself of value to that company, they won't want to get rid of you. You know, they were trying to act like, they just didn't want them because of their beliefs and, you know, they wanted to make it like it was per- Christian persecution or something like that. But it's like, okay, first off, if it's because of your beliefs, then is it, are you preaching on the job? Because I'm pretty sure they didn't hire you to preach the reprobate doctrine to all your coworkers. So if you got fired for that, you got fired for being an idiot, not for being a Christian. Okay. That's not, that's not what they hired you for. But at the same time, A good employee, the boss doesn't want to lose them. So if you get fired, especially today, when they can sue you for everything, you just really stink. That's all there is to it. You're not a victim of circumstance. You're just, you're you're a lazy person, and you're going to be poor. You know, we have, and and I've got a lot more things. I don't even have time to go through all these. But you have those who just make foolish financial decisions. You know, most messes that we get ourselves into financially, we sign 50 papers agreeing to get into that mess. You know why you have to sign all those papers? Because there's been hundreds, probably thousands of other people who entered into the same kind of deal that you did and they tried to get out of it because it was a mess. And then they tried to sue them. And so that's one more disclaimer. That's one more form they're going to have you sign. Every time you're signing one of those papers, whatever it is you're agreeing to and you're not even going to read it but if you didn't read it you know what you're finding this is one more reason I probably shouldn't go into this deal this is one more reason this probably isn't a very good deal and people they just don't learn they don't learn and they got you know you got yourself in that situation you signed 50 papers saying I agree that there's a possibility of all these horrible things and then one of those horrible things happen and then you're like oh it's not my fault. Hey, you agree to it, buddy. You sign your name to it, do the right thing, pay it off. You know, you do you, some people are just dishonest. Proverbs ten, two says, treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, but he casteth away the substance of the wicked. He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent shall make rich. Some people they are they're just dishonest. They're deceitful. Bible says in Proverbs 11:1, a false balance is an is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. If you're just dishonest, if you're cheating people, you're going you're going to end up getting fired. You're going to end up coming to poverty. I remember one guy that I worked with. They had a uh, they had this cooler. They had sodas in there, and it was just a tr- honor system. And you're supposed to put a dollar in there to get one, or they would give us the, they called them these coat cards. If you got one of these cards, you could put it in there for free. So this guy was just taking them. I mean, $1. I remember thinking, dude, you lost your job paying you however many dollars an hour for a dollar. You're an idiot. It's one thing robbing a bank or something that could potentially have a really good payoff. I get the temptation there. But you're going to go steal a dollar soda, and then you have people like, oh, they're going to fire him for a dollar soda. You better believe you are going to fire him for a dollar soda, because you know what? Some petty thief like that is a scumbag. I don't want I don't want to work with somebody like that. I don't want somebody like that working for me. Yeah, they absolutely should get fired for somebody like that. I worked with one guy when I was at the distribution center in Spring Valley, you know, and they and at Walmart they've got a big time no grazing policy, especially with the groceries. They don't want people accidentally, you know, opening a bag of chips or something and then just eating them. And sometimes that would happen. You know, you'd have food break open. You just have like this food right there in front of you. But let me tell you, I was never tempted to eat it because you get busted eating the food there. I mean, you are, you are in a lot of trouble. And one guy, one time he busted up a bunch of cereal and he took a big handful of Lucky Charms and ate it. And there was a manager standing there and saw him and he almost got fired. Almost got fired, and and he like I remember months later he uh he still had the job there, but he was talking about yeah he kind of had PTSD every time he sees Lucky Charms, you know he just <laughs> he remembers how he almost lost his job over a handful of Lucky Charms. And you know what? I I think that's appropriate. People need to learn to follow some rules. We got people that are just dishonest, they're lazy. You have people who pretend to have disabilities when they don't. You know how many people are getting disability today that are perfectly capable of working a job? Proverbs 19.24 says, A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom, and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. What I believe that's talking about, he's just trying to fake a disability. He wants someone else to feed him. So lazy he can't even feed himself, so he's going to hide his hand in his bosom. He's going to pretend he can't do it, so somebody else will do it for him. That's pathetic. That is laziness. You know what? Parents, teach your kids how to do things for themselves. I know some kids, man, they're, and uh, you know, we always taught our kids to do things early. And I think it's because we had a lot of kids. When you have a lot of kids, you need them getting independent as fast as you can. But I've known other people who didn't have as many kids. And it's like, their kids are just like helpless. Even as teenagers, they can't do anything for themselves. Don't do that to your kids. Sometimes it's like, it's oh, it's just easy for me to do it myself. No, you're ruining them. Teach them how to do things. Teach them how to take care of themselves. Teach them how to cook and to clean and do all that. Those things are so important. And you know what? It will make your life easier too as a parent. I mean, do you really want to be, I mean, we got a lot of kids around here and a lot of big families. Do you really want to just be spoon feeding those kids until they're teenagers? That That's a nightmare. Some parents I think are okay with that. And you know, you're ruining your kids when you do that. Teach them how to do something and don't let him make excuses. Don't let him make excuses, make them tough it out and figure these things out. But I better shut it down. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do one more verse for you. Proverbs 12, 27. It says the slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of the diligent man is precious. You know what? Lazy people, people are come to poverty. They don't appreciate the things that they do have. You know what? They're wasteful. They let things go to waste. You go to your average poor person today and just see the amount of waste that goes on in their house and their life and you find out why they're poor. You find out why they're in the situation that they're in. And when you don't appreciate what you have, you're gonna destroy what you have. There's a reason. You go to these people that are in poverty and their their house stinks, their grass isn't mowed, they got dogs and cats all over the place. Their car is dirty. They've got bo. You know they. You know they said their hair is a mess. Said they're in their pajamas at all hours of the day. Garbage all over the yard. Satellite on top of their house. Big screen TV inside the house. The latest PlayStation or Xbox is in their house. They got Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. They got all those things. They got. they, They got all those things. But you know what? They can't. I mean, they can't even make their front yard look nice they're not they're not even capable of that you know what their existence is all about just that momentary pleasure they're not thinking about the future they're not preparing anything they are depending on uncle sam to take care of them to the day that they die and is that what you want we we go into a lot of these apartments of people who uncle sam's taking care of them he's not taking care of them real well and you know when i go into those apartments i don't think man uncle sam should do better for these people you know what i think I was like, hey, people, you need to move out of Uncle Sam's house and get your own place. And let me tell you something. You want me to take care of you, fine, I'll take care of you. You're getting a tent in the woods and a knife so you can go kill your food and eat it that way. And I might be generous because, you know, I'm a generous dictator. I'll give you some matches to help you make a fire so you don't have to rub sticks together. That's about all you're going to get from me you want to be dependent on me. You know I think you need to learn how to do some things yourself, and I don't feel sorry for these people when they're doing that. Just when we were in the other day, uh, out in Rochelle, I mean, we came out of there smelling like pot so bad. I mean, it was all, oh, it was, it was horrible. How much it smelled like pot in that place. You know what? Everybody had in common that we talked to in there? Completely able-bodied. They were, they were all totally able-bodied. These were healthy people. But yet, the place smelled horrible it was a dump it was a mess and you know what they were all dependent on uncle sam and you know what all of them too they got people out there advocating for them to uncle sam to give them more stuff no somebody needs to go in there and say you know what it's time to move out uncle sam's house and get your own place it's time for uncle sam to say you know what i'm cutting off your allowance that's what that's what needs to happen and so understand you know there you know, we do have legitimate poor in this country and in our community you know but that at the same time too even when it comes to this type of poor i'm not saying we want to completely ignore these people and just you know we want to be merciful we, we should be merciful we're allowed to be merciful but at the same time i don't believe we're obligated to give people everything they ask for i'm not going to go give them 50 bucks so they can go buy the new video game you know so they can be even more lazy but you know I, I, do believe we ought to have a desire to do something and to help. We'll talk more about that next week. But more, most importantly, if you want to get anything from this, watch out for these bad character traits in your children. They, they will be there. We like to think all oh, these people are all horrible because, you know, they've made all these terrible decisions and they're just bad people that aren't saved. No, these are people who never had any training. These were people who never had the rod of correction drive the foolishness from their heart. Every one of your kids, I don't care if they get saved at a young age, they will be prone to doing many of these same things. You have to stop that. You have to steer them away from these things. Otherwise, they're going to end up in the same in this same spot. And there's, there's so many more good passages and proverbs I'd like to get to, but we don't have time. But I hope you'll uh, take these things to heart and let's let's try to make sure we train this next generation right because and and we're going to have to do things completely different than society because society is encouraging people to be this way, and we don't want to do that it's it's no way to live so let's pray, dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word and the warnings that it gives us, and I pray you'll help us to take these things to heart. I pray you'll help all of us as parents to watch out for some of these things in our children. And when we see them, dear God, I pray that we'll deal with them and that we will train them and instruct them in the way that they should go and so they don't end up in, in this terrible place. And I pray you'll help us, Lord, to uh, not let this cause us to just be hardened towards uh, those that are, are struggling. But I pray we will be merciful. But I pray we'll have the wisdom and understanding to give people the actual help that they need uh, and maybe not just what they're asking for. In your name we pray. Amen.